Good morning as we gather on this Tuesday in the 18th week of Ordinary Time. Continue in our study of Matthew this week as we have the past two weeks. We also have this reading from Numbers and it's a story of jealousy and the Lord's discipline brought into people's lives when they're exercising that jealousy. Here we have Aaron and Marion and they are challenging the Lord's decision, our Father's decision, that Moses be appointed to this principal role in leading the people through their wanderings in the desert. And they have questions and concerns about that, and their human, very human reaction to that is jealousy. And we're told by the authors of Numbers that Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses on the pretext of the Cushite woman he had married. So they're judging him. That's not foreign to most of us. We judge others for some decision they've made. We have an opinion about it. We may not have all the facts, but we certainly have an opinion. And they complain, we're told. Is it through Moses alone that the Lord has spoken? Has he not spoken through us also, now elevating themselves in their own view of themselves? And the Lord heard this. Now the man Moses was very humble, more than anyone else on earth. So immediately the authors have given this contrast of Miriam and Aaron assuming some some confidence in themselves and some elevated sense of themselves, questioning the outworking of life and the Lord's decision, the Holy Father's decision around the role of Moses. So at once, the Lord said to Moses and Aaron and Miriam and called them forward, come out, you there, to the tent of meeting. And the three went out. And there's an accounting that happens now. There's an accountability that's held because it's the Lord's will be done. You've heard that said certainly many times in your life, and most certainly in the last couple of weeks here, God's will be done. God's will be done, not our will be done. And it's in God's plan in the economy of salvation that Moses was called to this role. Miriam and Aaron also have a role. Aaron had been very supportive of Moses. In fact, Aaron is assigned to Moses because Aaron has the gift of speaking publicly more so than Moses. Moses is very uh, self-aware, self-confident, self self. Uh, reflective on his inability to speak. He challenges his call initially. How can I do this? I, I can't speak well. So Aaron is assigned to be his spokesperson. And yet here's Aaron not satisfied in that role. Now he wants to be elevated in sense. He and Miriam together. They're held to account and our Lord is angry with that decision. And so we're told the question they're presented with. Why then do you not fear to speak against my servant Moses. In other words, God asking, why are you challenging my decisions in life? It's not for you to challenge them. We should reflect on Psalm 46, 10th verse. Be silent and know that I am God. Be silent, human, and know that I am God. And Miriam is then, as we're told in this accounting of numbers, she's punished for this indiscretion. She's punished for this challenging the authority of God and his decisions in the economy of salvation. And she's stricken with leprosy. She will, in fact, be healed as the story continues. We concluded with that petition from Aaron that she be healed. She is, in fact, healed. There's a seven-day period where she is told to wait and then, and then healing comes. In our reading from Matthew, there are many teaching points we can gather but it's again this theme of trusting, trusting in the, the will of God, trusting in our role in the economy of salvation. Each of us called forward into faith. We, we make the individual decision to trust in our Lord, even though we don't have all of our questions answered. We walk in faith. That is what faith is. It's a walk. It's believing in something we can't yet fully grasp, but believing in the actions and the words of our Lord most profoundly on the cross. 
the 5,000 have been fed, the people have been dispensed, and now our Lord seeks some quiet time in prayer. That's a lesson for all of us, we're told that today. After doing so, after sending the disciples away, we're told by Matthew, he went up on the mountain to pray by himself. We should find that time each day, beginning of the day, during the day, evening. We should find just a little bit of time to be quiet, shut off the world around us. Let our Lord speak to us in silence, which he does. The disciples have headed out on the boat. Apparently, some winds have arisen during the night, not uncommon on that particular body of water. And they're being tossed about by the waves. Now, these are watermen. These are men who make their living on the water. This is Peter and Andrew, James and John, the others as well. But there are some we can argue in that, in that uh, assemblage of men, that crew that's in the boat, a good half of them would have been very experienced seamen. And yet they're concerned about the conditions on, on the lake at this time. Water, water's churning, the winds have come up. And during the fourth watch of the night, which is very early in the morning, he, he came toward them, our Lord walking on the sea, when the disciples saw this, they weren't sure. It's a ghost, some of them cried out in fear. Once Jesus spoke to them, take courage, he said. It is I, do not be afraid. Now here's the irony, perhaps, in Scripture. When we read Scripture, where we read the fullness of Scripture as a Catholic, we read it beginning to end, all of it it's in its entirety, to see the integration. Here's this beautiful irony in the writing of Matthew. Peter, the rock, gets out of the boat and starts to sink, doesn't he? At first, his confidence is in the Lord and he walks towards him, but then Peter, Kephos, the rock, begins to sink. How natural is that? How natural is that? He does begin to sink and, our, and, our, and our, he cries out to them, Lord, save me, Peter says, and immediately Jesus stretches out his hand and caught him. Oh Lord, and you, little faith, why did you doubt? You've seen artwork on this. In fact, we featured it on a, the cover of our bulletin some time back. Uh, this image, it's, it's the images from below the surface of the water looking up to our Lord through the clear water and you see his hand reaching down. It's this beautiful image and maybe one we can retain this day. Our Lord does reach down to us. When we take that quiet time in prayer throughout the day, he's present. He's present most profoundly in the sacrifice of the Mass, the hearing of the Word, in the Eucharist, but he's present throughout the day in prayer. That hand reaching toward us saying, trust in me, walk with me. And he asks us to operate at a higher level than we think capable. Like Moses, we are called by name into mission. We spend our lifetime, most of us, trying to discern exactly what that mission is. What is it should I be doing? Lord, help me to know what I should be doing. Sometimes they're, they're great feats of celebration. Sometimes they're very minor. Sometimes it's nothing more than a hello or a smile or holding a door as you enter a grocery store. Maybe that's it. That's your mission for the day, is to bring a welcome to someone else. Most of the acts we do can be acts of charity done in an anonymity. People aren't aware that we've even done them. Those are often the most fulfilling. So we're called into mission as the disciples were. Peter, inspired by our Lord's confidence, gets out of the boat. This able seaman who's aware of sea conditions and a boat that's being tossed about. One thing sailors know is don't leave the boat in a storm. Don't leave a boat, even if it capsizes, stay with the boat. Peter gets out, the rock gets out and starts to sink. And our Lord reaches to him as he reaches to us in prayer and he reaches to us in the sacrifice of the mass and in the sacraments of the church. He reaches to us and we need to raise our hand to him and say, Lord, help me 
Tell me, help me to know my mission this day. Help me in humility to understand my role, not the role I've discerned for myself, but the role you would have me serve. Help me to pursue it in humility, in authenticity. Help me to walk on that water of life. I know I will sink at times. Surely I will. I'm human. I know I will sink. I'm, I'm given to doubt. I'm a human. I'm given to doubt. But help me rest my confidence in you, not in myself. Help me to seek to serve you each and every day as best I am able so that I can advance the cause of faith. That's a life well lived. That's it. Every day. Lord, be with me. Guide me. Help me. Hope, help me to advance the cause of faith. And when I retire at the end of the day, I examine how well I did. I get up the next day and I try it again. That's the formula for life. So as we go forward in this day, let's look for those opportunities to advance the cause of faith. They can be simple. They can be anonymous. They can be they can seem uh, ineffective at times, but rest in Christ's peace. Go to him in prayer. Raise your hand to him. He will reach his hand to you, and let's do his work. God bless.